Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Phoenix Rods, an angler's choice out of San Diego, California. Today we have Kelly Pupo, uh, Bass Jesus, Lake Wizard, whatever you want to call him. He's a fun interview, period. Uh, we had a fun time, uh, did a little drinking, kind of a lot of drinking, <laughs> and uh, we partied and talked about fishing. He had a lot of a lot of great information. Thanks again, Kelly, for coming on. We did his boat walkthrough, too, on his the, uh, Vexus. I think it's a 2021. I'm not sure. But you could check that out on Dude Fish's channel. Uh, great, great walkthrough, kind of like mine, but way better. Um. I will be announcing the Depths 250 winners tonight. Sorry, I've been lagging on everything. I did get everything shipped out previously. This month's Patreon sponsor is 86 Baits. I'm stoked. Uh, Matt's a great guy. I got to get him back on to talk a little more. He's a buddy now. So uh, we talk a lot, and I appreciate his support. Uh, Listen to this ad from Angler's Choice, a new sponsor. We're super stoked on them, based out of San Diego. Known for its rich tradition in sport fishing, San Diego is home to the world-famous long-range fishing fleet. It's also home to San Diego's premier fishing tackle store, Angler's Choice Tackle. Located in the alpha position on Rosecrans Boulevard, a surface irons cast from Point Loma, Fisherman's, and H&M Landings. Angler's Choice owns the title as the largest Daiwa dealer in Southern California. Packed wall-to-wall, floor-to-ceiling. Whatever you're searching for, Angler's Choice has it. Whether it's super hot new Daiwa Saltiga lever drags, the BGMQ saltwater spinning reels, the legendary Lexa Tatula Arzillion baitcaster reels, the super reliable Fuego LT and the ballistic LT spinning reels, the seaboard reels for kite and deep drop are the new electric reel covers. AC has them. If you're looking for the hot new Daiwa Zakana jigs are the J Braid and J Floral, they got them. Daiwa's new tackle barn, travel bags, travel packs, travel rods, Got them too. Everything you need, Angler's Choice has it. Not to mention the nicest and most knowledgeable staff around. Stop in and check them out at 1910 Rosecrown Street in San Diego and follow on Instagram at Angler's Choice Tackle. And remember, as always, to support your independent tackle dealers, the lifeblood of our sport fishing community. If you can, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and follow us on YouTube. I'm lagging. I'm trying to get back on it. So uh, I have a couple episodes I got to get on this week to do to do to put a help and that's about it thanks for all the support guys and uh listen tonight for the patreon drawing for april thanks guys the right um welcome to cast and crank podcast round two kelly and i've been fucking his name up for how long now long time it's poopo right yes and i'm saying puppo no you were trashing it see I was. You, I apologize. You trashed it. I'll let you get away with it. But you know what? <laughs> hey. Consider yourself fortunate. 
Okay. <laughs> um, so we're catching up with Kelly. A lot of things have happened. Uh, we did a little photo shoot with uh, Dudefish, Jordan. He did a really cool walkthrough on his boat. So the big thing that's happened to you since our last podcast was your boat. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about what you have. Looks like a Ferrari's in my fucking driveway right now. <laughs> so talk about it. And you got people stopping by. Yeah, we got people stopping going, hey, man, what you got there? Hey. <laughs> Kelly was ready to throw a fucking Stella bottle at this dude driving by. You got so mad. We, we got so many interruptions. <laughs> we must have had like 20 interruptions. Yeah, at least. Couldn't shoot. <laughs> so talk about your boat, though. Where you got it, everything. Oh, I just found it alongside the road and just picked it up and it just became a project. <laughs> oh, oh, it was a dream come true. Long time waiting. Yeah, waiting for new technology, waiting for new innovation, waiting for just everything to change. This whole boat industry has been flat for years. You look at the auto industry, aviation, everybody else is moving in different directions forward. Mm -hmm. Boat industry has been flat, and everybody's building the same thing. They follow, copy. It's Frankenstein, something different, <laughs> you know, a little bit different, put their name on it. But it was all pretty much the same, and um, I was over it. I'm, you know, I'm going to back up and say I, I still have my Ranger. I still love my Ranger. I still am fortunate to be able to own that Ranger mm -hmm. and run it. Only I use that for dirty, dirty lakes, and that's when I'm no more quarantining, no more. That's kind of nice, though, having. No more politics and politicians telling yeah. me what to do or. Or get caught up into the, the system. I'm over that. My I did never had to deal with that, and it's frustrating to get quarantined for seven to ten days. I want to go and fish where I want to fish, when I want to fish, how I want to fish. Don't tell me you can't do this or you can't do that or whatever. I I don't want to hear it. I, I live my whole life to fish now, and I want to fish when and where and how. So now I can do it. Yeah, you know, and I'm very blessed to have two boats. Um. So. And it's ironic that I have the same boat. I say same boat. Two different manufacturers, technically by name, but the same people built. So talk boat. about that. Same Please. people built both boats. Same names, same people. And that's golden. And, and that, to me, because of the, what, I ha what I currently have had in the past is beautiful, great, mm -hmm. and basically one of the best hulls, one of the best models ranger has built and believe me there's guys lining up that want my boat so bad how did you uh, my old boat but how did you how did you find out about the ranger thing like where you knew who was building it like when you went after it you kind of did it before everyone else jumped on the bandwagon a little i was bit? i was on that vexus deal two and a half years ago plus mm -hmm. if not longer and i, I i'm not going to mention names but i've asked questions and people played it stupid and people didn't want to give me information or this or that or so anyways, make a long story short, I did my own research and contacted and talked to the right people. And uh, Ken Mall was one of the first ones I actually got validation from. Uh, I, want, I didn't want sales pitch. Mm -hmm. I want facts. And I reached out to Ken Mall, a couple conversations with him, and it was great. And then uh, Joe Uribe reached out to me as well. I had no idea he was with, with uh, Vexus, and I met with Joe at the at the uh, Brett Hall show 
Wow. At the last March Fred Hall show, and uh, we worked some things out, and he introduced me with the uh, people at uh, Last Chance Performance. Signed a contract with them on their pro staff, and just th- and the rest is history. But it's been a good experience, and um, yeah, I bought the boat, stripped. I rigged the boat the way I wanted it. I wanted to know the. So end. when you say stripped, does does that like no electronics, no? Just a motor. Just a motor. That's it. I got a motor on there. Cause you got a hot foot on that motherfucker. Well, there's a hot foot. Okay, <laughs> you got a hot foot. Hot, well, that comes with the motor. Yeah, that's part of the package. Uh huh. And I, yeah, I went with the hot foot, and I'm glad I did. You know, people say I should. You know, everybody's why, got I, so everybody's why, got their opinion. But why do people have uh, discrepancies about a hot foot? I, the only person I've seen was a uh, Anthony Reservoir Hogs. You ever run into him? He's got a champion. I've heard. The, I've heard the name. He, I think, I don't think it had anything to do with a hot foot, but he has a champion like my uncle's, and uh, he his steering broke. That's just one of the reasons why I changed the hydraulic. He had cable. He changed it to hydraulic because the steering broke and they got flipped out of the boat. Wow. Yeah, it was bad. But, I mean, um, he's got a hot foot. That's the only guy I know that has a hot foot. You like it for what reason? I like it because my I'm hands-free. And I could navigate, and, and, and I'm thinking, too, as I get older. And as, you know, I'm not as strong as I used to be. And if I'm on rough water or and if I want to navigate on, the, on my, my um, Lawrence HGS Live... It's fingertip control right off the, the steering wheel. And I don't have to worry about throttling with my other hand. And to get fatigued either. I'm just using my foot. Yeah. And I've already acclimated to that. At first, it was like trying to cast with my left arm, you know, but I, I acclimated really quick. Can you I, cast with both, hand, with both arms? Like reels too or just no, you stick to right? No, I stick. To, I, stick I, I cast everything right-handed. I cast every. I'm all right-handed. Yeah, I. It's too late. Switch, it's too are late. Are you it's, right or left-handed? I'm right-handed. So then you. So cast, every, everything throw it back. rods in the rods in the right hand when I'm casting. And then you throw it back to your. And I'll switch it over. But okay. but the thing is, is, the mechanicals as you, you evolve. Yeah, there's a, a half a second, leeway where you can get jammed and really get railed by. I a feel fish. like you're in the air. And that's happening. You're floating, right? You're yeah. like usually you're, just, I'm, you're floating. You're like free, 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 free falling. Yeah. But it's the transition, the half out, the half second. It, but the, the flow of it, you got to be right on it. I mean, you got to be. It's got to be so quick to change over. Yes, you can miss the bite. I don't have an issue with that. I mean, there's been a few times where, yeah, you throw the bait on top of that fish, and they just literally the bait hasn't settled, and they just engulf it and it destroy you. I mean, I've had that happen a handful of times in my whole life, but I'm saying it's very seldom. Typically, you're already... So it wasn't enough for you to, like, go, I need to change this. No. I, I wish I could have younger, yeah. when I was younger, because now I have a bad right shoulder. I wish I had... I wish I could switch up, you know? And have I mean, you thought about doing it now? Or just I thought about it more recently, but I thought, man, that's just... Man, like, it's going to be tough. They call it the stranger, right? It's like... It's like jacking off with your left hand. Dude, I'm telling you, you have to... Dude, my head's spinning right now. I can't even imagine... I mean... Well, I don't... I had... Uh, take you can't back. imagine jacking off I with broke, your left hand? I, I broke... You made me think now. I broke, I broke my right arm. My right arm. I broke my right arm. When? 
few years years back when I was work, doing a demo in my bathroom, on my bathroom, I, I kicked off a little two-step ladder. And there's they call it the dam on the, on the shower. Yeah. And I landed with my hip on my oh. arm on the dam and crushed, I mean, I crushed my arm. I still had to break the shower pan out. I wasn't even done doing the demo. I, I finished, I, I literally had to take a sledgehammer and break the, with a broken arm, broken arm with a sledgehammer and bust out, was it three and a half inch? With your left hand. No, I did it with both hands with a broken arm. How much were you drinking? <laughs> my dad. <laughs> <laughs> See, I only asked this because I've done the same thing to my back. And I drank a lot. And I was demoing, threw my back out and kept demoing. You kept going. And then guess what? The next day, I couldn't move. You're paralyzed. Couldn't move at all. You're, par- like, You're paralyzed. I need more beer. You're paralyzed. Jack. Well, <laughs> make a long story short, I demoed. I literally broke up all that shower pan out, the concrete. My dad just came back from a funeral. He was in town locally here. Mm-hmm. He helped me bag up, and we had, had the window open and back with the heavy visqueen. You bag everything up, tape it up with duct tape, yeah. and you go out the window with it, right? Yeah. Dude, I did that. I didn't go to the doctor till like two days after. I come back. I come back with a cast on, and now I, I had my. I demoed my bathroom all the way down to two by fours. So you got no bathroom now. I, <laughs> I, I can't do nothing. I can't finish it, and I got a broken arm. That's your right. And I almost went to jail a couple of days after that, but I'm not going to get into. How that did story. you wipe your ass? That's where I'm getting to. <laughs> that that whole week was a shit storm. Hey, that was a shit storm that came in. Do me a favor, turn that mic towards you a little. No. Yeah, so just turn it. You can twist it. Yes, perfect. Now go back to where you were. It's aiming at you. Perfect. That's that's all I needed. Perfect. It's perfect. Yep. <laughs> so you, you can't wipe your ass anymore with the right hand. Dude, I try to shave. Can't wipe my ass. <laughs> I, I'm like, but the fishing came into it. Like, Thank God he's been to prison, so he made a fifi. It <laughs> <laughs> I went, hey, corn cobs, bro. <laughs> All right. So I wish I had a bunch of corn cobs. That's when I needed them. You know? whoever, sticks, bro. whoever thought you need corn cobs in, in this day and age, you know? So I'm like, I struggled. And I hacked, I literally, I thought I took, somebody took a butcher knife to my face when I shaved. I almost took my mustache off. Oh, no. I was all crooked for a while. You know, I was, it was a drag. And did you not fish the whole time then? I couldn't fish, but the fact of the matter is we're on the subject of changing hands. I'm like, if I can't even shave or wipe my ass, how can I cast a fishing rod with my left arm? How long would that take? So it's like I I reflect back to that. I'm like, no way. I mean, I've been in a boat many years ago, and all they had was for for left-handers. So you just started. I was retarded. (laughs) I was a paraplegic. I was re- uh, no excuse me, but I, 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 God forgive me for saying those things. But truly, I felt out of place, man. And and I was just like, I'm like. But that's the thing is, it's like I'm throwing like, your left, throwing with your left dude. hand. There's no way you could look cool throwing with your left hand. No way, no way. If you're right-handed, I, I've done it to where I've had to be in a position with the wind or and and do that you know i've done that a few times i've done that but i'm like i wouldn't want to do that all day and i see i see the upper level term touring guys some of the guys that can do Both it hands. it just blows me away i'm saying the good for them i should have did it when i needed to do it years ago and it would have been no problem 
What about but, skipping? Can you skip? Yeah, let me show you. <laughs> can you skip baits? Hell yeah, I can skip baits, and that's a whole nother. Did so, you practice that for a long time? I, I mean, I have a pool, and I've tried it. The only reason I ask you is because let me tell you, you just touched a subject right there. A lot of people don't even realize and got the connection on what the skipping presentation is all about, and they think it's all about placement. They have no clue what the whole skipping deal is all about. There's so much behind that. I can get into it and tell yeah, you. Yeah, go. You know. Give us a breakdown. Say I want to learn how to skip baits. I got a pool in my backyard. This is stuff even. that guys don't realize what they're doing, and they're doing it. Continue. Oh, shit. I skipped my bait or accidentally. Oh, I made all that noise. They don't realize. They want the noise. Fish. Hold on. Certain times of the year, it's all timing. Mm-hmm. When you skip a bait on the surface, these fish, they're 360, and they can see above and beyond the water level. So when you skip that bait, dude, and it's it's you got a bait skipping in 10, 12, 15, 20 feet from you, and you're sitting in your little den, and you're all... <laughs> you fish den? And you're like, everything's cool, and you got this... And it comes flying, and bam. And that fish goes, that bait's in my living room now. Wait a minute. That's my that's my territory. What is that doing there? And they'll wait. Bam. You follow me? Do I need to say any more? No. No. Okay, but there's a time and place. When do you think timing? Time explain, me. please. You just want me to just give it all out. Yeah, bro. People pay for this shit. I know, but you, you're not about that. You're about, hey, <laughs> brown by suerte. Here we, here we proud go. Proud by choice. Don't take me over the bridge. <laughs> I'm warning you. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, there's a placement for it. And this is the stuff that comes out of the black book. But you got to remember, I don't have many many uh, largemouth dudes that tournament fish as long oh, as you, dude, you got a circle. On. You got a circle jerk of all kinds of people around. I know. You. I jack everyone off all the time, dude. But I saw that video, dude. You were a stud. <laughs> That's four, four, you were four, 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 four time, four timer, huh? Yeah, I can do it, dude. It happens. Okay, when you do podcasts, that's what happens. Just, but just clean, <laughs> clean your shoulders off a little bit. Dust your dust your shoulders off. Wipe your chin. <laughs> <laughs> but really, uh, so you, I mean. I think skipping can work everywhere. Like even even it calico, hey, dude. Like clear clear water, the- salt water, dirty water. It doesn't matter. There's a whole mechanical thing behind that presentation that it's just unbelievable. And it doesn't matter what bait you're throwing. But when did you start skipping? Like what did you do to learn? What did you know? What I'm saying, dude, I was skipping back in on the Delta, the Clear Lake, thirty years ago. Yeah. You know, and that was the whole thing. And I struggled at first. And, and it was like the whole thing is the rod, the reel, the line, everything, the bait, weight. Please, it's it's please all break the mechanic. Oh, there's, basic, there's like, so much. Basic, like, there's seven. so much involved in it. It's, it, it. And if you got wind, there's chop, do's and don'ts. It's 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 being in the, at the right time, right place. Like I tell, it's timing too. You don't do it when there's a big chop on the mm-hmm. water. You know what I'm saying? You got to do it when it's the slicker, the better. But if you get it to a point where, and it's cool, if you get it to a point where if you're sitting in a little bit of a ripple and it filters out into that slick water where those fish are positioned, dude. Is that, that almost like skipping a rock? Kind of like. 
same 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 idea same idea okay but it takes the velocity speed all that rhythm and you the projection of the rod tip and you keep it low to the water the whole time you loosen up your free spool and that's the key is finding that happy adjustment it'll be blowing up but once you get it dialed in and each bait's different and each rod that you rig up is different but once you get the mechanicals and get everything dialed in for each specific application swim baits were great for skipping what kind of swim baits soft like, soft baits soft baits dude oh. they were dude they were skipping big baits 25 years ago didn't anybody ever tell you that no exactly <laughs> <laughs> no i'm no, i'm in trouble you're giving all the information out oh forgive me <laughs> that's all right jesus you can sin sometimes forgive me <laughs> i'm telling you that there is a zone where those fish are at and to present the bait that way i wrecked them just a couple of days ago that's all i can say mm-hmm. and i wrecked them good and i was i was skipping that's so that's why i kind of like are you hearing me that's a hard one to 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 learn though like if if i want to learn i tried i mean i tried for probably like a week straight just in the pool before i had the kid fence up before i had my baby it was all open so i was able to kind of like sit here and just kind of skip it'd be like every 10 times i'd hit a good one okay but hold on you need to be standing on top of a milk crate because you're on the boat you need to elevate yourself to get your shoulders in the right position, your elbow in the right position. Because standing on the edge of the pool is not going to set you up in the right posture. And with your rod tip, all that, the mechanicals, you're just fighting yourself. Time on the water, I learned by time on the water. Okay. Were you ever sitting at home doing shit? Like just saying, hey, I'm in the backyard pitching a jig all the time. Hardly. Never. My, just time on the ver- water. If I was bored and it was dead winter and it was cold or freezing 30 years ago, 25 years ago, I did that little bit flipping or pitching. But that was just like passing time and just trying to keep myself a little uh, uh, as far as in the zone with the pitching and flipping. If I knew I was going to be fishing a tournament in Clear Lake in a few months, a couple months or whatever, I would do that. But that was back when there was actually flipping. Then the pitching came in the pl- pitching came into play. And I I saw that pitching technique. So over you say, thirty years. So when you say pitching and flipping, so like pitching is holding the line. Pitching is holding the line here, and then if, and letting go and feeding it out and project it. Hopefully, you can project it however long you want. I mean, as far as reasonable distance, I seen guys pitch thirty five feet, thirty thirty five feet. I learned, dude. I seen some guys on the Delta do some shit that you wouldn't. I seen them laying spinner baits. 35 feet. Pitching. Was that Ron? Or his last name was Moore. He, he was a Del- Delta rat. Mike, Mo- Mike Moore, I believe. Okay. He pitched and showed me some stuff back 30 years ago. And he would lay a spinner bait, not even a ripple, and lay it down and just let those. And I'm saying he could get two, two cranks on the reel and get hammered. He, and he would say, you throw it in there hard, make a splash, you're not going to eat it. Especially those early, early, early pre-spawn fish. They, they're up there. They don't. They're skittish, spooky. You got to get that spinner bait and lay it right in there and just let it fall and just flutter it. And dude, it's amazing what you can do. And that's that back then. That was dirty water. Mm-hmm. Delta's clearing up a lot now too. They're t- they've been killing off a lot of the weeds. 
we're going all over the chart now right now. So uh, pitching, yeah, you're projecting. Flipping, you're controlling with the line um, in your the, yeah. the line in your hand, and you're feeding it off, and you're controlling in a short, and you're dip. You're basically dipping. Yeah, dipping. You're picking your target and dipping it in and dropping it in as subtle as possible. But you're only doing that within about a ten, uh, well, six to ten, twelve foot area usually. Fifteen feet would be a, a, a you know big a pretty pretty far distance. Yeah. But now everybody's with the technology, reels, equipment, smoothness, castability. To you don't need to do any of that anymore, right? You just hardly you anybody just use any well, rod. Well, I'll, I'll I'll flip when I'm positioned or stationary in a spot and not moving, and letting things settle down. I mean, I've pulled up on spots and I'll sit for ten or fifteen minutes before I even make a cast. Really, <laughs> dude? I, I just mean, to settle in. These fish aren't stupid, man. They look at your CF number. They look up the CF number and say, okay, well, who's this guy? Oh, we've seen this asshole before. Oh, well, uh, you know, I mean, you got to. I just settled in a spot a couple days ago, a few days ago. I settled in a spot. I got bit in one little spot, and I settled down. The wind was blowing. I just said, and there was a there was a bed to my left, and it was a big bed. I'm like, wow. So I just settled in, and I'm like. There's got to be a giant that's going to come in on that bed, right? But I was I was power fishing, anyways. So I'm I'm there and I'm like looking at all these sweet spots. So I'm just taking my time. I spent a half hour in one spot and caught got three bites in a small wow. in a small spot, you know, and had fish up to four pounds. That's great, over four pounds. Yeah, but but it was just one of those situations, you know. Those fish will settle down. And it's all about the presentation, you know. It really is. You, when you go out and you, I mean, reading conditions is a whole other deal too, as well, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I went out. I went on when I went out on Wednesday because I wanted to. I saw the weather. There was we were going to fish today, but it, it fell apart because of the wind. I would. I would. You would be picking me up out of the. You guys would have to call a <laughs> coast guard to get me out of the water today. <laughs> I'm just beat, man. I'm really, really beat. I've been going on hardly any sleep lately. And, uh, yeah, today with the winds blowing, oh, this, I'm sure there's 35 pounds. 35 pounds. I'm thinking big fish now. <laughs> 35 mile an hour winds plus yeah, oh, of course. out there yeah, right of now. Course. I can't deal with that. I really can't. I'm just too tired. I mean, I was so beat up on, on Wednesday, you know, I, I missed a bunch of fish. I missed. I, what did you uh, catch on Wednesday? This ain't going to come out for a minute, so. What did I catch? Like, yeah. I, I had four to seven pound fish. And That's I, great. I had, but I had a numerous bites. And the, and the bigger one, some of the, yeah, you always say the bigger one got away. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> I, 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 I messed up on a, at least two to three fish in the six, six pound plus. If, and, and my big fish of the day was seven, but I know, I know one of those was bigger than that. I, I, I blew a 30 pound plus bag. I ended up with 24 and change. Shit. And I had an easy, easy 30-pound, 30 30-plus-pound 30 chance, you know. And I was just tired. I was fishing on two and a half hours sleep. I had a 20-hour day that day, you know. That's but, too much. Yeah, it's too much. So it's like, I, you know, you got to take advantage of the, the time, the opportunities, the weather, the moon. I've been, dude, I'm on top of that right now. With and You're big on moons I'm well, watching, huh? But I'm watching all this. So, but this time of the year, hey, dude, the fish are up, whatever. But when the fish are up and you got to follow barometric, barometric, yeah, dude, all that stuff is golden right now. 
when the fish are up, yeah, all the fish are up, they're shallow, they're going to eat. That's not necessarily true. It's getting that window of opportunity and finding out and when to be there. And when. And they were going off the majority of the day. That I was very fortunate, you know. But I had to run a lot of water. Had to run a lot of water, change it up, and just look. And But I got on some patterns and stuck with it. And it was really fun, really, really fun. And I, you saw the, you saw my live well. <laughs> I even showed Joe. He's like, "What the, the fuck's he at?" Joe was <laughs> foaming at the mouth. I haven't. Even, I feel bad. Sorry, Joe. I haven't got back with you, but I've been just going nonstop. The only reason I talk about if Joe's a buddy, so it's like I, I'll talk to him once a week, you know, and go hang out or whatever. So it's he fun was to foam- fuck with him. He was foaming at the mouth, <laughs> dude. It's a. Uh, but shit like that, I, it impresses me to be you to be able to figure the lake out, you know, and go do it. Especially, you, you know, I, I I went out to a lake that I haven't been. I've only fished two times this year, and I and I haven't fished it since last year. And I'm, no, don't go there. Don't go there. Okay, keep talking. You so, want a drink? I think you look a little thirsty. Uh, what do you got? I got a Bud Light and I got a Stella. No, 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 no. You want a shot? You know what? You know what I need. You want a shot? I All need, right, I'm gonna get the shot. All right, let's take this shot. Hey, to better days. Feliz Navidad. Hey, Sancho ma- Claus. <laughs> <laughs> you, hey, you saw my hel- you saw my helper. I sent you right. I did. <laughs> Eat it first. <laughs> so back to lakes. You're working. Uh, yeah, I worked. You at don't the, want. I, I worked at the. I worked at the golf course, and I was. <laughs> I used to pick up the poop and. Uh, <laughs> No, but you you said you only fished that lake a couple times this year. Do you are you fishing SoCal usually, NorCal? What are you where are you fishing? No, I'm I'm fishing local here, but I, oh, just I mean I'm, I've had a late start this year. Why? Because of the boat? Just drama in my life. Okay. Just uh, just I say drama, but it's just things that I have to take care of and people yeah. things that I need to do, and I have to do it the right the right way and take care of my aunt and and take care of certain things and. Shit happens, man, and people get old and they need help. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I got to take care of who the people that take care have taken care of me, <clears throat> and do the right thing. And then, uh, you know, my whole plan was this year is but last year was to bust loose and go crazy, and that, look what happened. I, I was on the verge of just really wrecking them, and then couldn't fish. I How mean, did you do uh, last year tournament wise? Oh, tournament wise, I, I just started fishing tournaments. That last Again, this this la- year. No, last year. Last year, okay. Last year, last year was my first year to fish a tournament in what ten years. My first tournament was on DVL, and little did I know, I, I woke up that morning and I go, I'm gonna go fish. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly no game plan, no game plan, no game plan, nothing. I went down there. I'm rigging in the parking lot. I was a wreck. I was a freaking wreck. I was on winning fish, little did I know. I weighed mm-hmm. in a seven. Dude, I had seven to nine pound fish just crush, just coming to the boat and just, I'm pulling the boat, the bait out of them. I'm like, they're just coming at me. I was like, I couldn't see. It was starting to get dark and, oh my gosh. I wrecked them. Not as good as I should have. What bag, did, how big was your I, bag then? I only had, I only had two fish and I took, I had two, I only had two fish and I, I had, um, I can't even tell you the weight, but I had a set. Uh, no, I had seven something and a five something. But oh, I, I honestly I should have had probably a seven to eight pound average minimum. 
But any make a long story short, I think I took eighth. First, why? Why didn't that happen though? Like what? What was wrong? Well, it's me. Part of it's me. You think you're fishing? Part of it was me at the time. I just woke up that morning and that time of year, thinking where I wanted. I go. I I put it together in my head, laying in bed when I woke up. It was like God said, "You're going fishing," and mm-hmm. I went and I I went and signed up and did it all and I rushed out there and did it all. And it was and you're solo, solo, and, solo cholo, and the same. Hey, let me tell you, <laughs> I went out there. Kamikaze style. I was going all the way. I didn't know if I was going to come back. I didn't know what was going to happen to me. I haven't fished a tournament, and you know what? I would have backseated my partner the whole time. And sometimes when I power fish or certain things I do, I'll backseat. That's why it's, a lot of times I don't want somebody in the back of the boat with me. But if, you, if I did, it would be for netting. It sounds selfish, but how you position the boat or how fast you're running or how close you're to the bank or what, you know all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to backseat somebody and i don't want to do tournament prepping tournament pre-fish or do all that to pick the partner on aba right no yeah you do so then why wouldn't you want to fish with the because you get a combined bag right well it's total weight for two well you have to first of all i started fishing and only ask this yeah it was a it was aba it was aba uh tournament yeah tournament that uh that we started on dvl yeah it was. And, and we had water level droppings the whole time. My bike just got worse and worse as the water level dropped in, in, in a matter of a few weeks. Go high and dry, you know. But why wouldn't you want to have, if you can plan like I do SPS. Uh, this is my first year. I did it the year before in Masters, but with Jeff Leafson, he's just stick. Yeah. Really good. You pick your partner. So I picked a fucking idiot, my best friend that I grew up with, and he does not a fish, but we're, we had fun. And I'm saying that fucking around. He's my best friend. That's why I call him a fucking idiot. But if you could pick a dude you'd fish with, like I'd fish with my buddy Phil, I know I could do pretty well. If you could pick a guy that could fish behind If I could you, pick one person right now, it'd be Mark Agashi. He won't do it. That's uh, <laughs> I've been talking. I've asked him for years. I mean, I haven't fished a, turn- a tournament in, yeah. in 10 years, and last year is my first year. But Mark Agashi. You can go that way, Daniel. It's fine. Daniel. <laughs> you have to understand. It's a marriage when you pick a team partner, and you have to deal with all their swing, mood swings and drama, whatever they bring in, and that's what I don't want. See, I, I feel three, like you. I, I feel like you. You've had bad tournament partners. I've had. I've had some. Really, and you don't have to say who it is, but I'm just. Saying I've like, had. I've had some horrible. It, I put it to you this way: I, I have. To, I don't. I mean, it's hard enough to be casting, but then to have somebody on your shoulder the whole night that you have to hold on to. And, and carry them on your shoulder. But that's I, why I've had, don't you I don't want. I don't want. Can... I don't want that. Or or they're having other issues, whatever it may be. And don't bring. That's the thing. You don't want to bring what's going on at home, or you don't want to bring bullshit into the boat. Uh, we go to have fun. I just want to have fun, and that's the whole thing. And but if you just want to have fun, wouldn't that be part of the like not there? Not to have somebody no. bringing you down. That there you go. Knowing yes. knowing I have the potential, and especially night tournament, what I can do at night. When you have a limited amount of hours and it's cert- there's certain things that work and I can excel on that, mm-hmm. why would I want to throw that away on somebody that's going to sidetrack me or, or, or take me out, uh, take me off the field, so to speak? And I had, I had three different partners last year, and I'm just saying, man, it was an experience. And and I'll tell you what, um, but I, that was just last year. So like 
Previously in the years, previously, pre- I mean, I had I had it twenty, thirty years ago too. It's just it's hard to find somebody that's in the game. Did you the- ever find that one guy? No, never. Well, Mark Agashi. You fished tournaments with Mark previously? No, we fished. Me and Mark, when we get together, magic happens. I said that in the previous uh, yeah. podcast. No. But, well, no, Mark, Mark, we will do some damage, and and the thing is, it's lax, and I. He rolls with it. I say something, he rolls with it, he makes adjustments. I don't have to be worried about somebody. You see, when I bring people in the boat, a lot of people is like, I have a game plan, and I tell them certain, certain baits, certain rods, certain stuff we're going to do, and they want to do, they don't get bit in the first five minutes. Oh, they're, they're going to change up, and they're cycling through five different things. I'm like, dude, I'm like, this is the window we got, and these are the, this bait or this bait. This is what we need to do. And they get distracted from sticking, sticking with it because they don't have confidence. How much pre-fishing are you doing when you're doing this? I, I, Your whole life you've done no, it. You know, you do. No, I don't, pre, I don't like to pre-fish a lot. Mm-hmm. You get your mindset too. I only too. ask because you because of the you pressure. had a game plan. That's what I'm saying. Is like Game plan comes into my head. And I'll time of year put it together. And you, if you know the terrain, the lakes, the mm-hmm. way things are happening – have a general idea, you can show up, man. You show up and you give it your all. And, hey, where the chips fall, they fall. You just do your best. You see? But these guys go up there with already like, okay, well, we spent the whole day today pre-fishing. We're fishing tonight. How could you possibly... Okay, you can see certain areas where you want to fish. I get that. But night and day... It's but night. I would never pre-fish like... It's night, I... it's night and day. Different, yeah. difference, yeah. difference, timing. Fish move. Okay, night fishing and daytime is completely different. So I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket. I'm not going to focus just on, well, I did this during the day, and this is what I'm going to do at night, and that's the biggest mistake these guys do. Or this is the spot. Well, it's the spot during the day or in the morning. Oh, it's going to work. It. We're going to catch them at night. I got 20 pounds here. <laughs> they don't realize those fish there went from here to here, and now they're over here, and it's midnight. But at six o'clock, they were over here. It's midnight, and they're over here. Not yeah. too far. Yeah. Guys are like, okay, this is the spot. We'll sit there. We'll anchor up and sit there for half the tournament or the whole tournament. I've done that a couple times, and I've it's. Cashed, I've cashed in and I've bombed, but it's, it's almost like a gamble if you anchor up like that. If you, a spot, I had, it's like, dude, it happened to me last year, and people, and you know, people, well, they wait for you and see how you weigh in, and they know where you're sitting, and they want to beat you to the spot to the next next time, and they had no idea that spot about the spot or what this or that, and oh, he Kelly weighed in fifteen pounds on so that. So you spot. guys will get, you guys will get that. I mean. People will look at your spots when you're fishing, kind of like. Dude, I, I, I got to a point where <laughs> I had some money spots and some spots I had to go to for, uh, right out of the gate because of the situation where it's set up for, mm-hmm. for a big bite with a big bait and the whole nine yards. Hey, guys, since we're talking about big baits right now, I wanted to give you a quick recommendation on two rods from Phoenix. The first one will be the M182H inshore for medium lighter baits like a jointed claw and a triple trout. The second one will be the Ultra Swim Bait Classic 790H for heavier baits like the Depths 250. Check them out at your local tackle shop and give Phoenix Rods a follow on Instagram. Thank you, guys. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. 
When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. And after, which is a, which is and after play on that a little bit because a big bait buy in a tournament is completely different than just big bait fishing. You got to like time that like a dude, motherfucker. You know? When you every lake has a key to that lock, and every lake has those prime spots, and they don't change too often, and the weather dictates when that's going to happen. You can't force that. You, you have to be there at the right time. And if you spent your time and you're, you've been there long enough, you'll know when to show up there. Because they'll, I've seen them show their faces. I'll let them show their faces during the day. I'll see them. I know they're still there. And I'll come back a week later, and they're still there. Under the right conditions, the time of year. And there's only, there's only, like- excuse me, there's only so many places on a lake that have those golden spots. And you bake, you big bait guys know that there's certain <laughs> a handful of spots on every lake they're the go-to spots and that's where they live and that's the shot you got when the time is right and i would have those opportunities sometimes out of the gate and after one or two tournaments everybody sees where you fit where you mm-hmm. run to well if you get a low number on the draw then there's two or three boats sitting on your spot and they're not even positioned in the right spot and they'll sit there, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Just to fuck you. They're not. They're like, "Well, Kelly, did he f- <laughs> he fished here, or you know, he got a check that yeah, night?" Yeah, yeah. But they don't know where, when, this and that. I've been pushed off those spots, and I'm like, "Okay." I went out in the freaking middle of the freaking lake or in the middle of nowhere and go stick a six seven pound fish. On a freaking drop shot. I'm like, well, that's a good good way to start the tournament. These guys wouldn't let me get on my number one or number two spot. Okay, so you got to have a backup plan. Most guys don't have backup plans. They just run to a spot. Well, okay, let's go here. Let's go there. They have no idea of the positioning of the fish. Are you drawing? Are you going for the reaction bite? Are you going for the bottom bite? Are you going mid-level, mid-depth? Whatever it may be, you have to be able to make those adjustments as you get into the tournament or through the night and make those adjustments. That divides the men's, the boys, and that's making decisions. And decisions will make you or break you. And that's the bottom line. I make a lot of bad decisions. <laughs> I would say the majority of the time I make a lot of bad decisions. <laughs> so do I. You know, my whole life, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm still here, though. You. So this is a, a another good question because you've been doing this forever, man. Um, 
I'm old as dirt. <laughs> I know where the bodies are buried. You you do. Uh, big bait in tournaments now. I feel like uh, if you watch some of the guys, like I'm like, wow, they they're throwing the big baits now. Is that is that something new? And then how did you incorporate that n- back it, then? It's not. How new. did you? It's not new. Okay. Number one, it's not new. It's just social media has exposed what's happening, and there's a few elite guys. A handful of elite guys have taken it from the West Coast, so to speak, and brought that back through the South and back East. That's a West Coast and thing, big baits, you think? Perdump, largemouth. Yes. Big baits originated from back East, musky fishing. Okay. Okay, musky fishing. Who bring, how about this? Who bring them here for largemouth? Like when they said... Let's try to do largemouth on the West Coast with big baits. Do you remember that? Largemouth, okay. That is part of saltwater, if you can believe it, saltwater. The whole saltwater scene. (laughs) The saltwater scene, and that's because saltwater, back then there was Worm King, you know, and AAA. That, there was the triple A's and the Worm Kings, you know. Oh, there was the Ronowski's. Okay. And that's how I got in it with Ronowski's. I think they were six inches, Ronowski's. And that's what I threw to catch big stripers. Me did not transition to the largemouth with it. I fished them at Pyramid. And, and that was what year? Oh, gosh. That was early to mid-80s. Fuck, dude. Early, the mid, early to the mid-80s. And towards towards the late '80s, dude, it was a heyday of the soft bait, swim bait, pa- uh, paddle tail type that blossomed into the swim bait scene, mm-hmm. and that's how that all evolved, and and that's where it all how it blossomed, and um, that was the beginning of it. Do and you it, remember when it like fast forward like say ten years where? You could use that bait in a tournament, and it'd be like, "Fuck you guys, we're gonna make a big bag." See, that's the whole thing. It's just like I had the opportunity, and I didn't because I was shot down. And what do you mean by shot down? Because it's just like you know, it's like you swing in for the fences. It's like hero or zero. And and me, I was very very. Um, I fished conventional. I fished everything. I love the whole idea of slinging bigger baits and power fishing. But I didn't capitalize on the big bait when I should have. I had the opportunity, and I didn't capitalize on it, and it cost me. What year was that, you think? That was in... Originally, that was in the... Gosh, early 90s, early, early 90s. But at the same time, I feel like you, uh, <clears throat> knowing you or talking to people about you, and uh, you are, like you said, you fish everything. So you'll, you'll conventional fish? No, no discrimination. That's on what I'm an, saying. So like, on, 
on anything, and I catch giant fish on six pound, eight pound line, and I don't care what, and I don't have to beat my chest. So that maybe I don't have to beat my chest either way. Big bait, little bait, it doesn't matter. It's all about the catch presentation and what you do coming from right here. You think that's lost nowadays? Of course it is, because it's pride. Why? Because you you need to do you need to catch it on a big uh, fucking bait. Or, I gotta I mean, have an eight foot six rod and thirty pound <laughs> line, and I got a twelve ounce lure, and I'm gonna go kill somebody with it. I mean, come on. Yeah. This year has been horrible for big bait. I seen between a transition from last year, somewhat of last year, but this year of the big bait scene, and just dude, fishing is it's uh, the big bait thing right now. My my dick's in the dirt on that right now. <laughs> I mean, literally, I'm losing my... Well, my shoulder's effed up right now. Yeah. But you know what? There are certain baits I still want to throw. But I'll tell you what. You have that confidence. But the fact of the matter is, it's not the same. The fish are so much smarter. The windows are smaller. And what I'm hearing and seeing... Dude, there's some good sticks out there that, that are just suffering... I mean, soft. I mean, they're catching three, four, five pounders on eight, nine, ten ounce baits. I'm like, dude, am I going to throw my shoulder out and jack up my body for that when I can go catch? But you got to remember when you're, I you're, when you're, I can go catch a twenty, twenty five pound bag on conventional or light gear or whatever it may be. What? And at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm happy. Then to go out there with a broken arm or just like be laid <laughs> up and you know putting. Do you in, think your shoulders fucked up from throwing big baits for a long time? Dude, I'm a laborer. Mold out too, right? I'm a retired. Yeah. I'm a retired rodeo clown, dude. <laughs> I'm I'm shot. I'm shot. I'm shot. Everybody, my doctor looks at me. Goes, man. He goes, yeah, I'm changed. Look good. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm like, if you knew what I did, I spent my whole. I, well, hey, doc, I spent half the half my life trying to kill myself. I mean, come on. I just told. I showed you. You see my boat. I'm like, I'm done trying to kill myself. I gotta live for that. And, and take whatever I can, whatever's left in the tank, and drive it to the end of the cliff. Yeah. I'm going to drive it to the end of the cliff, and then I'm going to dis- I'm going to freaking fade away in the sunset. But you made a legacy, homie. <laughs> <laughs> so you all. <laughs> you don't think you did, but you did. No, That's no, no, no. Easy cowboy. Hey, no, really. Easy, 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 easy. Just a rodeo clown here. Just trying to find. No. A, just trying to find a nut to crack. You know. But you got to remember, like. So there's not many dudes that do what you did or have done. Or, uh, oh, no. I'm just a dude. I'm just, no, no. no. Easy, cow, easy cowboy. Hey, let me talk. I'm just a freaking, I'm just a little clown out in the freaking no, circus no, out no. here. I mean, you know dude, what I'm saying? No, like you, no, don't, you, uh, don't, don't, don't go. Don't be like that. Hey, I'm, I'm trying, just here. I'm not trying to jack I'm you here, off. I'm here. I'm not trying to jack you I'm off. I'm here. I'm here to help, help and, and, and give a little information, insight. That's all I'm here for. Okay, but you don't get a lot of guys that love broke down the big bit like you in fish tournaments. Like some guys, like a uh, big Rob, you know Rob. Uh, he fishes Castaic a yeah, lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. He fishes tournaments and he goes for the big bait. And we talked a little bit. He's supposed to come on the podcast. He's consistent. Yeah, he's he, very I, consistent. I see. I see so seen some of his stuff. He's pretty good. Yeah. So it's like, but there's not a lot of guys like you where. You will f- learn how to fish that bait, that big bait. Use it as a tool. I mean, people are starting to do it now. Like Brandon Palinick, like you know, I talked a little bit about him. Like learning it's how a, to fish it with. It's a loc- It's a locator, right? 
They will show you where they live. So but they won't where, tell you how to catch them, but they will show you where they live. So why wouldn't you want to do another run, dude? Another what? I, I do a run at the fucking go for the pro, dude. Go all the way. You don't got it. You don't. You don't feel it. I'm ready for a combo. I'm gonna get you I'm ready some, for. I'm ready for the retirement home, bro. I'm gonna get you this some uh, fucking uh, HGH, bro. <laughs> we'll shoot it right in you. <laughs> I'm telling you, but uh, you know body can't body can't take that abuse. Anymore. I know, and I get it. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good for one day tournaments, one night or nighttime tournaments, and that's all I'm good for right now. I I want, and I mentioned this years ago, for a senior open, two day practice, two day tournament or day and a half tournament, whatever it may be. What would you want the age <clears> to cut off to be? I want a fifty. I want a uh, fifty five well, and over. I wanted fifty five, but I said, well, probably to get a better turnout, you'll probably be about fifty. 50 50, 52, you know, but a true, nah, a true, a true senior open would be 55, but, 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 you know, ARP looks at 50 as a, oh, you're ARP now, you're 50 years okay. old, but I'm saying either way, it would be great to bring back the guys I used to compete against and bring them back and go out and just have fun, make it a thousand dollar entry fee. It sounds steep, but we, but, but, but look at it this way. We're all going to get together. It's a, we're going to put some money in the pot and let's do it like the old, pro-am style have a one-week cutoff a two-day practice a two-day tournament and end of story and do that you know do it like i say not do it with a non-boater pro-am style or do it with an observer whatever that would be tremendous it's long overdue but you have to realize a lot of these guys are all getting old they're dying they're getting sick that whole Breed that whole generation's going. That knowledge, all that history is we're losing that every day. There's so much out there. That first generation profile here is 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 gone. They're dying and they're gone and they can't do it. I mean it's like so And like you said, the knowledge is like a the knowledge. totally different thing, man. Like that knowledge and that history and everything is, is just something that this younger generation has, hasn't have a clue. Of what happened here on the West, uh, happened in the Western United States, period. Okay, and how, well, how it was back then. How we had, we had rain and storms that would last a week to two weeks of rain. We had lakes that were just spilling over, more water, trout plants. It was fertile, great. We never knew how good we had it, and that's California, all of California. Little did we know we, we were going to lose it all. And the windows of opportunity now are very slim. And yeah. I, and it's kind of funny how there's people that, you know, have been posting some big fish the last few years. Turns out they're fishing small bodies of water. And they're just fishing the same body of water for the same fish. Posting the same fish. And you look at you look this year. This Here's is, a question for you. You look this Here's a question. You for look you. this year, and they're they're, wait, they're they're posting six seven pounders, opposed <laughs> to 10, 12, 10, 11 pounders, or or holding fish right up at the f- camera. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just saying it's got tighter. It's tougher. Weather's different. It's tough, guys. It's not an easy game right now. Period. But I feel like that's for everyone. Like you <clears throat> see dudes that were pulling 16, 17s out. It's just not happening no more. Like it's not going to happen. Oh, you're not talking. Don't be talking about sixteen, seventeen, because that's a dino. That's a dinosaur right you, now. That's a, a sixteen, seventeen right now would be like a twenty. Do you, you think know? that's going to come back? That's the question. Is do you think it's going to come back to where we can get a sixteen or seventeen? 
Oh yeah, definitely they're out there. In fact, when? there's there's when? been there's been a sixteen recently caught. There's been a sixteen. I heard there's someone. Been, I talked okay. to someone that caught a very big fish. I don't want to talk about it until they <laughs> release it. It's a big fish, and I was like, "Fuck, man, really?" And he goes, "Yeah." Yeah, and he's like, and I have cast a catch and a scale. And I'm like, shit. He didn't tell me the exact weight, but I mean, they're there. You just got to find them, right? I won't say they're there. I'm saying there's few uh-huh. and far between. And that's very, very lucky and very fortunate to come across a fish like that right now. I love how you said lucky. Lucky. There's it's a- not. It's not. It's People, not, um, it's timing, luck, everything about it. Intercepting, it's, it's how much if you if you if you had a scale, okay, if you had a chart, a pie chart, and you said how much is luck, how much is skill, how much is talent, how much is. But you have to base that on the individual because how much knowledge they have under their belt. Dude, come on. There's professional people, there's amateurs, and then there's weekend warriors. So what do you want to call it? You think weekend you, warriors you, are catching 17-pound A weekend fish? warrior come out there and bang a 20. I've seen them come out and bang 20, 25-pound limits, and they didn't even know what they were doing. And I'm like, just like, I mean, I come off the water, and I'm struggling, and I see these. Oh, <laughs> we caught them on a Berkeley power worm today. Our, our smallest Lucky. fish was five pounds, and I'm like. Fuck me. <clears throat> you know how many times I've heard that and seen that shit? <laughs> and I know and I know the lake I've been fishing. I'm in the zone. It's like, those fish didn't go for me today. And I have to kick myself in the ass all the way home after having somebody tell me that. But that's a difference because it's consistency, what you're doing, not luck. Well, I'm I'm targeting. I'm, it's every, This whole game's numbers. It's all about numbers. I don't care. Anything related to anything is all about numbers. It's a numbers game. Consistency, numbers, the amount of time you spend out there equates to success. The more you do it, the hey, you you start to write. You got training wheels. What happens when the training wheels come off? Same thing. You're you're out there freestyling. You're on your own. You get bigger and better, and and you just keep growing. And it's all about time on the water, man. Time. Do do you do you can you think of a pro? that figured the big bait out and kind of worked it in the game a little bit that you were like, oh, this fucking guy got it. He kind of knows what he's doing. Well, I saw Vel- Byron Velda do it back in the day for years. I mean, I seen that, you know, and it's like, cool, good for him. There was only a couple guys doing it, you know, but it was it, it was a long shot and it was that one big bite, catch the big fish and then go get a freaking pound and a half, two pound limit and win a boat. So that's what they're doing all the time. Bam, bam, I'm bam. saying that's that's bam. the timing of the year. Yes. Or or get that bed fish, whatever, you know. Didn't Stump, Dobbins do the same thing? Stumble time? stumble on that bed fish and, 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 and hopefully nobody or beat everybody to it or get lucky, you know, and catch that six, seven, eight, nine pound bed fish and back it up with a limit saying you win a boat. Do you bed fish a lot? I do bed fish from time to time, but I'll be honest with you. People will say, oh, you bed fish. Yes, oh, you, you shouldn't be bed fishing. Everybody beds fish. Everybody bed fishes. <laughs> if you're fishing from February on, you're catching bed fish. Blind casting, doesn't matter what you're throwing, you're catching bed fish. Really? From February till when? We got spawns going all the way through the summer now. Fuck. Okay. So you're catching bed fish. Little do you know, at all different depths, okay? You don't have to physically see the fish to call it a bed fish. How many times I've, I've 
In fact, just recently, too, I was on DVL and I'm blind casting stuff, and I'll get hung up and I'll go in and get my bait, and there's a four or five pounder sitting there looking at it. I'm like, oh my god! Or one sitting off the tree. I'm like, oh my god! It was a bed fish. And I'm like, no, but I'm saying if I would have been, yeah, yeah. if I would have had it in the right spot, that fish was ready to come up and eat the bait. But I caught several fish, good fish, just blind casting. I'm like, shit, they're bed fish. You know, they're all bed fish. You know, or you get a stupid, so it's or, or you get crazy a stu- because you can say I don't like bed fishing, but you're still catching them because fuck, it doesn't matter. You don't if, know. It, it, guys, oh. Well, I don't bed fish. I don't need. I don't need to bed fish. I don't. I just go out and go fishing. And I go well, dude. I go look and see what's going on out there. People don't pay attention of, of the surroundings and what's mm-hmm. going on out there. I see guys just flying down the bank, and I'm like, okay, cool. And they uh, power poles. You got power poles that are going to be out for four months right now. Hundred thousand dollar boats power poling. <laughs> You don't ever hardly see a power pole go down. Hey, why don't Wait. you have a power pole? <laughs> Let me finish. Okay, I'm listening. Guy at D. I'm going to grab a beer real quick while you're talking. You want a beer? You good? I'm good, I'm good. You want a shot? I'm good right now. You sure? Okay. Just checking. Come on. Easy. Respect your elders, fool. Oldies rule forever. Easy, cowboy. This ain't no rodeo. <laughs> All right, we're back at it. Bad fish. Power poles. Go. Yeah, it's funny because you got all these guys out there with the power poles and bet in the hundred thousand dollar boats, and they're gone by one o'clock. <laughs> the wind's blowing. Oh, conditions aren't right. You know, we don't see a bed. I'm going home. But when it blows, that's kind of when you want to fish, right? Depending <sighs> on the technique, depends on uh, depends on how much wind, mm-hmm. <laughs> how much wind, temperature, certain situations. Things are good. I love clouds. Love. So when I remember, did you hear me? I love clouds. That's good. <laughs> Barometric. That's a good tip. Barometric clouds. Need I say more? So I remember when I went to DVL when I first started. My uncle told me he's like, "Hey, when it gets windy, go to points so jerk baits." I said, "Okay." I didn't know what I was doing. He, my uncle, put me on my biggest fish ever, spinner bait. Then he goes, "When you go to DVL, when you go to points, when it's windy." They're jerk baits. I said, all right. I'm like, you're full of shit. Every time he's told me something, it worked. <laughs> you know, my buddy sitting on the, you know, the motor because he's not trolling motor. I'm fucking catching one, another one, nothing. You know, like it's going off, you know, like I've, I've done that. Sit on a, sit on a motor and yeah. cast them out there. Yeah, dude. I mean, it, <laughs> running it, the motor, it's on a <laughs> yeah, tiller yeah. and just casting. Oh yeah. Those were good times. So, I mean, it, it's, it's uh, a, sometimes you, you got to listen to people as well, <laughs> right? Yeah, you do. You feel like a lot hey, of people don't listen these days. I, I, I mean, you talk, and sometimes you, it's kind of funny because people are so caught up in what they've heard already and what they've already perceived or what they've already got in their mind. Mm-hmm. And when you speak or when you tell them things, it's like it goes right over them because, well, I saw this YouTube video and he did it doing this way, and this is what he did. And it's like, well, okay, you gonna believe everything you see on YouTube? I mean, is everybody gonna tell you the truth? Never. I mean. I mean, right now I'm I'm telling you it, saying it black and white to you. I don't, I'm not sugarcoating anything, you know. But fact is, is that you listen to the right people who've been there and done that, and that's just that simple. And you know what? You progress from that. If you just, it's your loss. I learned that when I was very young, from the journeyman that I was around, learning the trades and stuff. 
you pick up on that shit quick. And if they don't, a lot of them don't want to tell you because they don't want you to succeed or be or go above them. But you find that one guy. When you get the when you get yeah when you get that one right one guy that's gonna spill his, spill his guts and yeah, tell you dude. you soak that in and you take that to the bank because you can't buy that okay you're giving so many people on this podcast this platform information from time to time and you have to listen to the right words and how they speak and what they say and just pick up little little nuggets. This is what Gilbert said, nuggets. Little, little gold little, nuggets. Little, nugget, little, yeah. nugget, little nuggets of what they say. And that is golden. But it's crazy That's a guide trip. This is a guide trip. Free. This is a free guide trip. Your podcast is a free guide trip. All right, go ahead. So you set the hook. So I blew, I blew up your shit or what? Yeah, that's how good you are. You blew up my fucking recorder. <laughs> so... um yeah, so the double hooks that deal. Yes, please. Um, I set the hook. I was subsurface. I set the hook. I'm using, what was I using? 65-pound braid, I think, that time on that deal. And I set the hook, and fish comes flying. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this fish is coming at me, right? And I didn't have a chance to double, double hook set. And this fish was, the momentum of this fish that was coming at me already, and then when I when I set into it, and it wasn't that big, it was only three and probably three and a half, four pounds. I literally brought this fish from under the water, out of the water, just you know, coming, and my hand slipped off the top and went and hit the spool when I was reeling. And you lost. I put the brakes on this yeah. fish, and now he's skidding on the top of the water and comes off. And he, I mean, he's coming at me <laughs> 10, 15 feet, and he's, I'm watching this fish just scooting at me. And I'm in my line. There's in front, just drop down. There's nothing there. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then on my seven pounder, I had to keep my rod up, and I had to keep this fish coming at me because of the angle and everything that was set up where I was. I didn't want this fish to go in and bury up in there, and anything. And I had and I had to keep them up. And my it just like there was a slip on my finger or something on the reel, and there was a like a little glitch. I'm like. I'm watching the video. I'm like, man, I'm, make, I'm making mistakes here. That was at the last cast, last fish at the end of the day. God. Seven pounds. I'm like, man, see, I'm like, I need to get but some. But the double hook set. The, so double, the double hook set. The double hook set. I have a habit of doing that, power fishing. Like, bam, bam. And throwing the big bait. Okay. I do a, I do a double hook set. And because how does that look? because the momentum because typically I'm throwing twenty to twenty five pound floral okay or I'm throwing fifty to sixty five pound braid so I, I still do the double hook set because of the momentum of the hook set especially on a long cast I had some big fish rail me on a long cast and just set the hook and feel them and then they shake I've they were so big and powerful they just shake you they'll grab the bait and just start shaking. And and, and, and and you don't even get a bait because their mouths are and they peg the they pin the bait. Uh-huh. And then they start shaking and they shake the bait right off. And that double hook set can pin them on the side or get them or if you have them hooked, get so them. So you're you're setting the hook. I'll do a double. And do it again. I'll Bam. do a, I'll do a double hook set. Okay. But but it's all based on the situation, you know, yeah. How, yeah. how hard I hit them. But I will do a double hook set, and I as long once I got them coming at me, I 
usually drop the rod down, usually drop the rod yeah. down and yeah. power in and keep the momentum of the fish coming at me. Choke up the rod and bring him in. The fish don't even know he's coming in the boat. I mean, it's, a, it's a good piece of advice, you know. It's the momentum, you, the momentum of the fish, and the power of you coming in with the right rod and, and choke up the rod and bring them right in and bring them right in the boat. You know, I've done that up to nine pound, nine pound plus fish. Fuck. What's your I've PB never, again? I've never bounced a double digit. My PB, uh, like I said, it's unofficial Lake Piru record, 15, 16 pounds. From? Minimum 15. From where? Piru. Was it good? really good before? It was great. Why did it go bad? No, tr- <clears throat> no trout plants. Really? As far as big fish. Like everyone out, like everything else. Yeah, it's all, it's all, it's, it's the times, you know. I'm not saying it's horrible now. I'm just saying it's just not the fishery. They're yeah. not they're not the fisheries we had before. You have to realize these fish that are pushing 23 to 26 uh, inches, they're not weighing. You're not. What are they fucking nine? Yeah, you're you're catching these nine, eight, nine, ten pounds. That should be 13, 14. That should be double yeah, digits. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they're they're just they got the huge head, they got the shoulders, the frame, but they just don't have the weight. And then every now and then you see one of those footballs, you know, like, those oh, fish. Man. And those are the fish that are feeding and they're more, that gene pool is perfect. They're set up and they're growing really good. But traditionally, a lot of these fish we have on, they're just long and lean and they have no girth to them. You know, they don't have the girth that they had back in the day. Yeah. So that. You know, has changed, and like I say, I catch you know my share of those twenty-one to twenty-three inch fish that just are not weighing 10, 10 11, 12 pounds. You know, you get the early teeners, small teeners. They should be in that twenty-four, twenty-three inch, 20, yeah, twenty-four inch range. Twenty, you know, twenty-five inch should be no issue. But now you're weighing in twenty-four, twenty-five inch fish that barely weigh ten pounds. That's crazy. That barely weigh ten pounds. If just or, from the trop or nine, or, or just n- from the trop or nines, yeah, you know nines that should be a tens and elevens, you know eleven twelves, you know, and that's where I, I miss out. I miss out on that, you know. And those fish are dying. Those are old fish, and they're dying. You got fish that are maturing, that are maturing and dying when they're weighing nine, not yet like nine, eight. ten, twelve pounds. They're dying young. I mean, I say young, lighter weights, lower, lower weights. So now your fishery is <clears throat> like pushing out like. Seven to eight. What fishery? Like Piru will be pushing out that because oh, there, there's there's still big fish there. It's just not the numbers. Yeah, uh, the and, thing and, is and, like without those trout plants like you had before, you're not going to push out the same. No, quality. you're not going to push out the same quality. The numbers are going to be smaller. You know, the smaller uh, windows uh, for those big fish. Yeah, They'll, if you can catch a big fish, you know. Yeah. So it's it's like that across the board. There are. A few places that have the potential for that twelve to fourteen pound, very limited. But you yeah. do have you do have those. No, I mean I I I've only fished there once. I told you about it. The bear. <laughs> yep. Bear tried to get me. It looked like a snack. <laughs> it tried to bite my ass. <laughs> but um, let's uh, talk about your sponsors. Let's talk about Vexus. Last chance performance. Everyone like give everyone a shout out that supports you. Well, you know I'm I'm not a, a sponsored guy type guy anymore. Or looking for 
that all that stuff, you know. No, I'm, not I'm, at all. But you, I'm, I'm, I have, I've, yes. I, I'm in a situation right now where, um, you know, Fred Hall show going there for the first time in since 2008, and a lot of people with open arms, and it was a reconnect for some people and things and stuff, and it worked out pretty good. Um, I, I don't want to be caught up in the politics so much, but yet, um. <clears throat> I'm willing to help those who help me as well and take care of them and it's mutual. So, you know, um, I, I have the, I have the Vexus and, uh, I dealt with Keith Tripp too. He, he was very informative and I pounded him with, had a list of, I, I'm serious. I had a list of questions for him and, put a couple gray hairs on him probably but literally and i gave him some ideas too for future upgrades or yeah. things or adjustments and things too and i threw i threw it out there it's just things that you know i think everybody's got an opinion and like actually an and actually there's a couple things they did now that that mentioned i mentioned that's cool you know and that's good and i'm glad i'm glad they're moving forward and they have an open mind and they're listening to hear and they want to hear they want to hear what fishermen want and they're listening. Yeah. They're listening to the fishermen, which is good. And uh, they are fishermen. Okay, so that's a that's a that's a bonus. They're not just out to just produce a product. They're out to produce <clears throat> the right product. Yeah, for the right situation, the right people, and they have a good variety of boats and and stuff. And last chance performances, you know, is the West Coast or Southern California dealership, which you purchase your boat there too yep. from. Yeah, they're which, great, great people. Which, great. which has been, uh, you know, very, very, very good as well. And like, like I say, Dan is is outstanding when it comes yep. to his rigging, and he's top notch, you know, on, on what he does. Very, very good. So, and there's a lot of good things happening over there. <laughs> right. Probably things you don't even know about, but yep. there's going to be some things busting <laughs> busting loose over there. But that's all coming in time too. So that um, precision sonar. Mm-hmm. You know, they've hooked me up and took care of me very well, and I appreciate that. And Ryan is top-notch over there, and I highly recommend you looking into the, the, the uh, Precision Sonar website and seeing what they got to offer and all the accessories. I bought everything. I mean, I got everything. that I mean, a lot of what they produce. Yeah, it's cool stuff, man. I, I, I mean, checked it out. there's a lot of cool stuff <laughs> out there that they have. Um, let's see. Um Performance tackle has always been a supporter for me. Um, it's been it's like my second home. It's my my detox or get away from the world. You know, go over just there. don't talk to the manager. He's an asshole. <laughs> Joe Gator. Oh, poor Joe. I love Joe. He's the best. So Joe Joe's good. Yeah, he's been he's he's shaped up and he's come a long way. <laughs> Um, you gave him a jab still. He's shaped up. He's shaped up pretty well in the last couple of years. He's come a long ways. No, seriously, though, he's... he's No, Joe's he's, amazing, he's man, transi- No, he's transitioned the last couple of years. This last year and a half, he's transitioned quite a bit in his fishing abilities, his skills. He's really honed Very, into it. Yeah, he's so good, he, he's, he's, coming, he's coming along really well, and I'm, 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 I like to see that, and it's good. He's growing, and uh, he's got a long ways to go yet, but he's still... He's, He's doing good. He's a good dude. He's a good asset to performance tackle. Yep. And um, the rods they build are phenomenal. I mean, 
I think I have up to 15 rods right now that are performance tackle. I got to go get mine. I'm going to get some swim bait rods. So, yeah, so. That's, I'm all about that. Shannon's Shannon's top notch over there. He does yeah, the handles. He's, great. he's on top of it. Yeah. Tommy Tommy is is by far the the sensei of uh, rod building. Yep, you know he learned from the master. Don't right? don't step on his toes or infringe on his uh, his little zone over there. You know, Tommy will fuck you up. He will wrap you up like like a rod <laughs> and, and smother and smother you in clear coat. <laughs> you never know what hits you. Yeah, so um, that that's pretty much. You know, my shout out. I wanted to do this whole thing with the boat build and and, and thanking everybody. It'll as be well. cool, man. Like we we did a cool <clears throat> video today. It'll be it'll be really cool to see uh, what's going to come out of it. Be cool. Yeah, well, we'll it'll be interesting because yeah. we spent some time and we had a God, lot. At least a couple. We had hours, twenty. Man, yeah. We had twenty interruptions during the shoot. Kelly was ready to throw a bottle at some <laughs> dude driving down my fucking street. <laughs> You saw that bottle in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to do it. I was like, fuck, man. Oh, that was... But <laughs> I, uh, Kelly, thank you again, man, for coming on. Um, but one thing, though, we never... There's a couple of things we'll say for another podcast, but... Talk. I told you, we're going to do multiple podcasts. But like there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stuff, but listen, is it was fun. It's been a pleasure. Um, and my hat goes off to everybody who's been on the show. I told you if I have to shit my pants or wear a diaper, I'll come out here and do that. <laughs> I don't know how to top some of these guys, but it's yeah, it's crazy. But I mean, <laughs> dude, it's been a blast. We've had fun. You're uh, growing. Hey, things are from the last podcast, and we're, <laughs> we're, dude, things are things are blowing up. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. Like, things, things are blowing up, and it's all positive. It's all but good. it's people like you. Hey, it's just, podcast, it's all po- it. it's all positive, all positive. It's all good, yeah. and I, I appreciate the invite. It's uh, believe me, I'm just uh, a squirrel looking for a nut. There you go. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, check out Kelly on Instagram at Kelly Pupo Pupo. <laughs> there will be there 1969. Will, there will be some, 1989. What is it? There will be some nuggets coming out. I, 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 I got the Yolo Tech, and it's just a little bit here and there. You know, not going to get too crazy, but there'll be something here and there for you guys eventually. So it's at Kelly sixty nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.